Welcome to Namaste Hallyu podcast where we add spice to your cravings with a K. I'm Clerka and with me I have Nikki here with us. Hello. And we are your host for today's episode. Namaste Hallyu is an Indian based website that focuses only on Korean entertainment, news and culture. We also interview Korean artists and update about concerts in India and more. In the previous episode, we spoke about what Hallyu is and how it started for us. In today's episode, we will be talking a little more about Hallyu, its different aspects and how it began in India and the K-pop contest that is held here in India. We also asked you to tell us about your story, how it began for you on our Instagram. And needless to say, we have some pretty exciting stories. So we thought why not start our episode with them, right Nikki? Yes, but before that clear card, tell me how it began for you. Like what's your story? Okay. Um it was way back in 2007 like i was 9 years old by that time my uh, seniors in boarding school you know they blasted um, big bangs we belong together on tv and that was it the moment i saw it i was like man there's no turning back and i'm still here you know like crazy yeah. about kpop like what about you what about you tell us about you me personally you know i began listening to kpop after discovering dbs king super junior and big bang i think it was in the early uh, 2003 2004 ish mm-hmm. but i only started being a kpop fan after big bang debuted and also for movies and like you know korean movies and k dramas it started with the classic and autumn in my heart mm-hmm. but then only after i started watching full house like i discovered full house yeah. i started becoming like a k drama fan as well mm-hmm. oh gosh i feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> but like like if we you know look back like it feels like it feels like we are such veteran fans like like long yeah time. i know right i mean it's so funny that like you know in the era that we discovered mm-hmm. k pop or k drama most of these four gen uh, K-pop idols were actually born in those years. No, I, I, the moment you started, like I knew where you were going. Like, I mean, really, seriously, I, I do feel when yeah, you like, say that. Yeah, like aunties, auntie ones, and like grandmothers, man. But like Nikki, like you know, we are not alone. Like some of our followers, yeah. like their stories, like when we when I read them, like they too discovered K-pop at the same time as us. So um let's let's get on with it okay like okay so first up yeah. uh we have Vizon from Kohima Vizon says they watched uh, Full House in 2004 telecasted on their local cable channel called Arirang TV which is a Korean channel by the way and that the channel was their way back 2004 Okay. Yeah. Oh, I remember Arirang Channel. Also, mm-hmm. fun fact for all our listeners: mm-hmm. the first Korea India Music Festival was jointly held by uh, Arirang TV and okay. the Nagaland government in two thousand and eight. This was held in Kohima, and uh, Korean celebrities Isaac and Eli were part of it. Oh my God! That's like. That's that's like so long ago, but then it was like the first Korea India music fest. I mean, that is important, you yeah. guys. Like, that's really there is like so much history of K-pop or K-drama in India. Yeah, like I mean, it has always been there, right? It's not something new. Yeah, surely it does bring back memories. Like, I I mean, I also remember watching Arirang TV. Like, like I mean, I know you mentioned too, but then like, like you have also watched it, right? Like. 
and like yeah, I did, I did. You know, growing up, I think Ariram played like a major role as well. Of course, there were like those series or DVDs that we always passed around and bought mm-hmm. and stuff. But Ariram as a TV channel also definitely played a part. And you, we had access to shows like Fox and Soul, yeah. After School Club, and all of that. You know, and Ariram as a channel, it definitely played such a major role in promoting the Korean wave to mm. not just India, but of course to the international audience as well. True, true. And uh, I remember after some years, we also started getting access to KBS World. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but this one with KBS World, it was more like, you know, to, to some specific areas or something like mm. that. So for mm-hmm. us, it was more like Arira. But like how we had Ariram on our local uh, networks, it yes. looks like there were more channels available to other people across India and okay. that aired for dramas as well. This story comes from one of our followers in Mumbai. Oli from Mumbai says that in 2008, she too watched Full House dubbed in Hindi on Firangi channel. Oh, wow. That's so, this, oh, by the way, this uh-huh. reminds me. Korean dramas were also dubbed in regional languages back in Northeast. Oh, yes. Yeah, they were dubbed in uh, Mizo, Manipuri, and like many other languages. I bet we can still find some. Oh, my God. Yes, now that you mentioned it, like, yes, I mean, I remember my friends would tell me, like, their mom would watch, like, um, K dramas dubbed in Mizo and stuff. Like, I I have never watched them personally, but I remember. I do. But, you know, what's more interesting from the story that you just read to me is that. Like, I mean, I have come across gay dramas that were dubbed in Hindi in recent years. But 2008, like, I mean, I did not know that. I mean, I mean, this is just how popular gay dramas were. Like, it do, like yeah. in those times, it and it still is right now. Yeah. And like, seeing how, you know, even now it's kind of difficult to like get gay dramas which are like dubbed in Hindi. Yeah. So imagine this happening from 2008 onwards. It's like just crazy. True. And while we're talking about Full House, I know we've just been talking about Full House a lot, but it's just how popular the drama <laughs> yes. was and still is. Yes. So the guy, uh, so the actor who uh-huh. played the uh, lead role in mm-hmm. Full House, Rain, yeah, Rain, you know, he actually visited India to shoot an <gasps> ad. No way, seriously. Yeah. When he was came that? Up to India. Uh, he came to shoot his second scene, I think it was way back in 2007. Mm-hmm. And you can find the ad on YouTube. So if okay. you go to YouTube and type Rain, Camera Commercial, it's going to pop up and you can just see I it. will definitely go and check it out. I mean, I, I, I want to see, I mean, I actually want to see which part of India they filmed the commercial yeah. at. Alright, so I think we have talked a lot about K-drama right by now, but we yeah. shouldn't leave Korean movies aside, you know, like, I mean, even Korean movies too, they played a part. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, back in our days, oh wait, now I feel old with back in our days. Oh God, please don't, don't go there again, like seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it just makes me feel like, okay, I feel ancient right now. But yeah, back in our days, <laughs> when we started watching, uh, you know, Korean movies, they were Dramas, oh sorry, movies like mm. My Little Bride, Windstruck, mm. Classic. This were like yeah. the most, he was cool. These were probably like the most popular uh, Korean Top movies. Most popular, yeah. true. Also, there was this drama called Millionaire's First Love. Oh my gosh, God. I cried at that. Yeah. I cried <laughs> But then, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> with all these uh, movies, I think uh, the classic was probably one of the first dramas, first movie mm-hmm. for many people. Yeah. Like, 
the start for many people. I agree. I agree. I mean, because classic is an evergreen movie, and like you mentioned, definitely first for many. And um, our the next story that I'm going to read out right now also talks about um, you know classic. Okay, so this is from. Assam and this is Chithing from Assam. All right, so she wrote the first movie I watched was the classic back in two thousand seven, and the drama was Full House again. Okay, I was just in class four, didn't understand much, but I really loved it. Although I got off track over the years, however, I started my marathon again in two thousand nineteen. And Big Bang, of course, Big Bang. Okay, so they were the ones. Oh, Big Bang. <laughs> okay, so they were the ones who got her into K-pop back in class eight. Okay, a fellow VIP. Wow, another VIP. I get excited when I hear like VIPs, you know. I understand completely. <laughs> but I think you know, uh, old K drama and K-pop fans have like really interesting stories and how they began their journey. Mm-hmm. Agree. Uh, Noreen from Delhi says, "I was in ninth or tenth grade and loved watching this hilarious Korean YouTubers content. And somehow I found the K-pop group Boyfriend on my suggestions. It was their debut MV, and at first I was wondering what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it got so addictive that I started watching the same MV every single day. Oh my god! Soon <laughs> I found okay. out about other K-pop groups, and now there's no going back. I think they're just." The story for every one of us, I yeah. guess. Like it's like a like I mean, it's just the way how K-pop fans they keep on streaming their favorites MV and yeah. songs, and also like we already mentioned in the previous episode, like how YouTube played a major part in you know spreading the Hollywood wave. Like yes, I mean, yeah. Good. Like I mean, in the story that we just read, like I mean, it's just proof of that, you know. Like ever since YouTube boomed wow. and. Like you know, you just have better accessibility. You just like K-pop is there. Like I mean, it's just there. Like you, you just go on YouTube and you get like the new groups and everything like that. All right, so I will read our next story, which is from Goa, and her name is Prapti. So she shares that she became a K-pop fan thanks to her mom. Okay, that's that's really Ooh, wow. <laughs> that's so interesting. I know. I mean, that's really cute. Also, okay. So, um, yeah. she said that thanks to her mom who asked her to listen to Blackpink. Okay, so she also says I initially did not uh, pay much attention, but after a few days in my local newspaper, there was this huge uh, picture of Blackpink printed with an article. This was in December 2019. Later on, I heard the name BTS and Blackpink a lot in my school, and thought I would finally give them a try. So I listened to Blackpink in mid February 2020, and and now I'm stuck in this wholesome world since. <laughs> Okay, but it's so nice, na, how her mother listens to K-pop as well. I know that's really cute. Our generation, and of course the generation after us as well, because yeah. like we are old. <laughs> but okay, I think I should just count the number of times I said old in this episode. Yes, you have, you have many, many <laughs> no, but, times. The, but honestly, I think you know. We are going to be the ones who are going to make our children also listen to K-pop. I definitely, guess. I would, I would, I would definitely do that. <laughs> okay, so um, let's get let's get on to our next story. Yeah. And um, 
This is Yashwadan from Mumbai. Okay. We have a fun boy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so he shares his story. Um, so I got into K-pop in 2019. I saw Blackpink's Do 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 MV and I just loved their visuals and beats of the song was addictive. I became a blink after that and from then on I started to discover more and more about K-pop. Now in 2021 I'm still discovering more songs. But I can say that once you start listening to K-pop there is no going back. By the way, my two ultimate groups are Blackpink and NCT. Wow. I think this just shows that K-pop has no restrictions when it comes to age or gender and you know the music is for everyone to enjoy. Amen. Like it is for all. Okay, so the next story is from Jaipur and her name is Ashi. She says, "I was a normal girl in 8th standard when my friend introduced me to the biggest boy band in the world, BTS." She told me that she bought a hoodie that J-Hope wore in Idol MV and I was like who is J-Hope and then I went home and searched Idol MV and I was jamming and humming to the music. The next day I came to school and I said oh my god I love that song. I became a K-pop stan after that and I listened to Boy with Love by BTS. Okay, I love that song too personally. I love it too. Okay. And then she continues, I became an army in 2018 and I still remember how I used to scream and dance on BTS songs later during pandemic. I started standing TXT twice, got seven, Monster X, okay, it goes on. Wow. Um, Pentagon, Red Velvet, Idz, Mamamoo and many more. I stand more than 25 K-pop groups. Wow. But you know what? I understand because I think at some point most of us end up being a multi-stand. Yeah, you know? we do. We Just do. yeah, because like I know that we start from one group, but then like for me, I love Big Bang, and like yeah. I am a I would say that that's my like you know literally the group that I stand the most. But then along with that, I also like other groups. You know, yeah. maybe not as visually as Big Bang, but I also love. EXO I also love the Super Junior I also love 2PM I, I just like you know it just ends up we just end up being a multi stand yeah. I think I mean you can't you can't only listen to one group like it's not possible yeah. so many K-pop groups and artists and they have so much to offer so yeah you know go multi stand yeah. <laughs> yeah yes to being a multi stand yeah but yeah on a serious note uh, thank you all so much for taking part yes. in this and taking thank the time you. to write in to us mm-hmm. we we are afraid that ashish story is the last comment that we will be reading for today's episode mm-hmm. but we will be having more questions and we will look forward to hearing your stories and opinions okay so uh moving on why not talk about the other aspects of hallu yes we should you know along with the music movies and dramas the korean fashion food and k beauty mm-hmm. are so popular in india as well oh 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 my god my god my. please let's talk about the food first like Come I on. knew it clear I just knew you were going to say that. I mean come on. So I'm just going to ask you the question that perhaps you're just waiting to, you know, <laughs> answer. What is your favorite Korean food? And mm-hmm. although I'm sure I know the answer on how did you come across the Korean cuisine of food, let's just hear what you have to say. Okay, so okay, so all right. So I really 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 love kimbap, kimchi and fish cake. Like these are my favorites and I mean, of course like 
I think it's established by now that I watch a lot of K dramas, like we both do, and um, yeah. I came across the cuisine definitely from uh, by watching K dramas. And when I when I saw it, when the, when I saw the way they were eating it, and it looked so yum, and I just wanted to try some, you know. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. All right. So, what about you? Tell us about your story. My favorites are Dat Kongtang, Padding Su, and Ramyeon. I just love trying different kinds of Ramyeons mm. and recipes. I just love experimenting the way they make the Ramyeons, you know, the different kinds. And yeah, I think it just naturally seeped in, like how I started loving the food. But obviously, definitely Korean movies, dramas, they play a huge role, you know, mm. in making. And I think it just continues to make people curious. About the food, like yeah. for example, Squid Game's been doing really well, right? Yeah, and then has. the Dalgona candy, like I think everyone just been mm-hmm. talking about Dalgona candy, or they've just been making the recipe. And I think you know Korean dramas and movies definitely mm-hmm. plays a huge role for that. Like Dalgona is everywhere. Like I just open Instagram yeah. and it's everywhere. You know, I like like you said, like definitely K dramas. You know, they pushed. Korean food's popularity here in India and everywhere else too, and I think that's just how many people have become curious about the food. And I also have seen comments about how people have not had Korean food yet, but are definitely down to try it. Yeah. Also, did you, did you notice, like you know, how earlier there were not many restaurants or cafes that serve Korean cuisine? Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's it was. As common as it is now, especially like post 2017-18, if I'm not wrong, there are like so many new Korean restaurants and cafes and even a lot of Koreans who have also come down, settled down and like opened up restaurant chains and even cafes and all, you know, it has just started to pop up everywhere and even... It's not just in the big cities, even in like small towns, you know, locally also. Restaurants have also started serving Korean food with like K-pop group posters or like playing K-pop music. It's just, yeah. you know, another thing. Like it's just been happening. And I think people are definitely trying to include Korean in like everything yeah. now. Like it's really, really common. Like true. Like, in, yeah. like, like you said, like the one that you said, like it's not only in big cities, but also in small towns, you know, like it's like uh, yeah. Korean cafes and restaurants are popping up everywhere. And not just that, but, you know, like even other, like, you know, uh, packed items like ramyeon or like tteokbokki, they're easily available online now. It's like, you know, when you're watching K-drama, yeah. like, the, like the K-drama actors are eating something and you like you want to eat it too. Like, don't worry, you can order it online. Like, it's just everywhere. It's so easy. Yeah, everything is so convenient and accessible now, you know. And uh, it's the same with KBT products, Korean beauty products. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when I started using it, this was like way back. I think I started using it probably around 2000, um, eight, nine, or somewhere around there, you know. Mm-hmm. It was very difficult to get those items, but now the products, but now, you know, there's so many websites as well as physical stores that actually sells Korean beauty products. And uh, not just that, even in, uh, even the brands themselves, you know, they are, they started to market it internationally with K-pop idols as their brand ambassador. Mm. So it's just been seeing such a great shift. Yeah. Clicker? Have you come across it? Like those things around you and like, do you use K-beauty? Mm, I personally do not use like a lot of K-beauty but yes definitely I have come across it and again like I mean in even in small towns like people have started using Korean beauty and like I mean you can find it sometimes like in the physical yeah. store as well you know and like 
um like i said i do not use much of it but i certainly remember one thing you know do you remember how popular glass skin and clear skin was yes like I everyone still wanted is. that yeah 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 true true it still is but and like during those time like it was like at its peak like everyone wanted glass skin like i mean of course it looks gorgeous you know but then yeah. yeah i mean i mean i know you have you have to you have mentioned that you have used it you have used korean beauty for like a very long time but then like like i mean if you want to talk about it more like i mean you seem like it like a beauty guru or something about that so do you want to talk about it more no no not, not really but like yeah i do love using korean beauty and skincare i've started i as i was saying like you know i started using it as a teen and oh. yeah it's just been i've just stuck with it i started with it and i stuck i've been stuck with it for like i've been using it for years and years but i think if i start talking about my love for it this this episode will go on and on and on okay. so i think we will leave this conversation for another okay. episode okay beauty guru i hear you okay okay <laughs> well, you know when we talk about hallyu i think you know along with everything else there is definitely an influence of fashion and culture yeah I agree. because I remember while growing up in Dimapur which is in Nagaland uh, I kept seeing pictures of Rain Gongyu Lee Junki in the billboards of like all those beauty parlors as well like you would see them you know yes i remember like you know uh, the hairstyles were also copied right like their pack their, their uh, the k drama actors yeah. and all like their pictures were all over the different salons and everything i remember i remember they used the mass reference you know for everyone yeah. i remember that and it's not it was not just k drama as well like i think so at least personally i used to see a lot of super junior members as well like mm-hmm. i kept see one i saw see one a lot i you think, know i think and super then, junior was quite popular i remember too yeah, now that you said yeah. it mm. yeah and even dbsk mm-hmm. you know yeah and all of that they were like super popular and then you will obviously see big bang as well but uh, do you remember those sunflower seeds yes Yes, I know what you're talking about. They had like picture their cover. They had pictures of you know the Korean yeah, yeah. like Even actress. Yeah, yeah. In the suite, it was this really different. I don't know what to call that suite, but yeah, you remember the 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 kind of suite that we used to get with the those posters. Yes, yes, the post. Yes, I I do, I do. I do like even it is it's fun collecting those you know I think I used to eat that only because I wanted posters I mean who wouldn't <laughs> I mean you're getting posters <laughs> I think in the previous episode you know Vilina and Sakshi have spoken about it but like about but I don't think I mean we should definitely mention it again like those photo cards also yeah that's how that was it, we wouldn't say it was photo card for a card mm. yeah it was like a proper photos you know but mm-hmm. I I would say yeah That was our version of a photo card. I think that was yeah. like the old version of a photo card. Agree, agreed. <laughs> We also got stickers. Remember? Yes, yes. That was like fun. But then you know, I think when we, when we think about all of that, I think like you know, at this point of time, and like at that point of time, I mean, in the early two thousand, like. all of these naturally came in through like various routes you know mm-hmm. but then ever since kcci established themselves in india we have been getting to know more about the real korean culture and their various art forms and so much more hmm kcci right that i mean 
that's actually true. All right. Okay. Okay. So for our listeners who do not know, KCCI stands for Korean Culture Center India. And it's like the cultural wing of the embassy of the Republic of Korea. And it's in Delhi. Like those who are in Delhi, you can go and visit. They have a cafe also. And it's really, it's, it's quite good actually. So, um, KCCI, like they have worked to promote Korea's, uh, culture in India for quite some time now. I don't know when they established, but I, uh, when I was in Delhi, I remember they, you know, um, organized and held many events, you know, like, uh, exhibitions and a lot more, like, so, like people could attend these events and they could experience, you know, various culture, like Ukrainian culture and like stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And also they, they always, uh, they have like different, obviously they don't just promote K-pop and stuff. They also promote a lot of other things, mm. whether it's art or whether it's well, streaming K-dramas or like, you know, Taekwondo and all of that. But since we're talking about K-pop, the center also hosts the India finals for the K-pop contest, which I think is probably their biggest event. Yes. I mean, it's actually really big. Okay, Nikki, yeah. um, but if I'm not wrong, like, I mean, of course, I know that you have worked closely with KCCI for K-pop contest here in India. So I think it would be best uh, if you tell our listeners about it and like how big it has grown now. Okay, so like the K-pop cover contest is actually organized by the South Korean Ministries of Foreign Affairs, Culture, Sports and Tourism and various other parties and organizations. So it's like a worldwide event for K-pop fans with fierce competition on the biggest scale. So we are seeing India finale, but it's actually the preliminary round because the winners of every, uh, you know, every country that participates, they were going to compete at the final stage in Changwon. So in India, the Korean Culture Center has been holding its own finale, I think, from 2012. Yeah. Okay. So it's been happening since then. Okay, to be honest, even I did not know that much. <laughs> but um, I, re- I remember I accompanied my friend to KCCI for uh, the regional round of the contest. I think that was in 2019. But, um, oh. you know, there were so many people out there. Like, it was jam-packed. But it was really, really fun. There were so many contestants, dancers, uh, the groups and singers. It was really fun because everyone was a K-pop fan and whenever whoever was, you know, dancing or singing, everyone was like enjoying, jamming and stuff like that. Yes, I have always enjoyed the K-pop contest. So, you know, in K-pop contest, the first round is the online rounds where... Okay, I'm going to explain this, okay? So, when, if you want to participate in the K-pop contest, you can participate in either the, you know, singing for singing or for dancing. And, like, there are three rounds. There's, like, online round, there's regional round, and then there's the finale. So, finale is where, you know, all the region finalists come together and they compete. And one of the best things about the finale is that since 2014, KCCI has been bringing K-pop groups to perform and judge the finale. So like the first group that came to India was Ensonic. And it was surreal and what a beautiful experience it was. Because, yeah, I feel, I always feel like the groups that came in the beginning always paths the way for other groups to come to India. Mm -hmm. So I always feel so excited, like thinking about looking back. I feel so um, you know, I feel really nice. And uh, yeah, it's, it was just so beautiful seeing 
how it just started from there. Mm-hmm. And the contest is always so fun. And obviously the finale is anticipated by many fans. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately last year, you know, because of the uh, pandemic, the K-pop contest had to be held online. So, right. yeah. I mean, what like about the about the K-pop groups that come like you know uh, the K-pop contest, the finale. Like I have heard about that. Like I know that uh, you know K-pop groups come, but I didn't. I have never you know attended any of the concerts. Like I think that's oh, yeah. Really, yeah, I think that's sad. Yeah, I, I, the finale is usually free for all the fans and it's always like jam-packed, especially because like, you know, a K-pop group is coming. So right. obviously, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously there are people coming in to root for their friends, their families, and it's it's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's like you're in different, you know, different circle, different bubble, you know, it's yeah. really, really nice. But also, since we're talking about the contest, I'm not really sure how many people know this, but you know, India has actually won twice on the global, on the global stage at Jangwon. Oh my god, India's, really? Yeah, India has produced two stars from the competition. One was uh, for the vocal category, which is Priyanka Majumdar. Oh, wait, 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 Priyanka, oh. you mean uh, the Zipop, yeah, yeah, yeah. the one who debuted in Zipop. Okay, Z-pop. okay. So she won the Excellent Vocals Award. This was in 2016. All right. And then there was uh, another group called Immortals Army, and they, they were a dance team, mm-hmm. and they won the title of the best dance performance in 2017. So, like, back to back, two years we won, wow. you know. Okay, that, I mean, that's actually good. I mean, winning consecutive years, I mean, good time for yeah. India. <laughs> I mean, that's really nice. And it's always so nerve wracking when this, they, when the winners go to represent India on the world stage, because they're not just representing, but like, you know, they're performing in front of K-pop idols because the Changwon always has like a list of idols that appears there. Oh so God. even like, even BTS came there. So you're like, it's just so many groups that come there and like perform. So it's just so nice to see our people, like, mm-hmm. you know, our finale, la finalists, our winners going there and like performing. I would never be able to do that. Even so. I wouldn't. Like, I mean, I mean, I would be really nervous. But okay, all that is fine. Like, I, I wanted to know, what about this year's K-pop contest? Like, I haven't been keeping track of it. So will it be online this time as well? Yeah, it is. It's all. It's actually ongoing. And yeah, this year too, the regional rounds is online. So usually regional rounds are not online. It's obviously uh, regional as well as the finale is offline. But this year as well, the regional rounds are held online. And it's currently, you know, this time it had around 3,000 participants from all over India. Okay, so that's, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot. That's a lot. And the other day, I was watching the Bengaluru regional round and I was rooting for my favorite team. And mm-hmm. yeah, they did a pretty good job. So I'm like really excited. And I'm now looking forward to watching the Guwahati and the Mumbai regional round. Okay, I think I might watch it too. I mean, you sound so excited talking about it. <laughs> I think I'll watch think, it too. I think I just get very excited when I speak about K-pop goddess. I like, I just love it. It's just so fun. So, you know. Mm-hmm. But you should watch it. Please do watch okay. it. Where, 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 do I, where do I watch it? Oh, it's it's being streamed on uh, KCCI's YouTube channel. Okay. So, yeah, you should watch it. Also, to everyone listening, 
if you are a fan of Korean songs and dance, you should definitely watch the K-pop contest as well. Yeah. And Tilka, I think with this we should add. Unfortunately, we should we should end today's episode. I think. <laughs> okay, I mean, <laughs> as it's gonna go long, and we have so much more to talk next yeah. time. I mean, sadly, we would have to end it, but it's been quite a conversation, to be honest. Right? Yes. Yes, it was so fun talking about all these different aspects of Hallyu, and I think all the listeners already realize how excited I get about K-pop contests. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I hope all of you who are listening found out something interesting from our discussions, or at least learned something new. Yes, actually, I learned something new from today's conversation, and I hope all of you listened and you know learned something too. And I also hope that you. Do tune in for our next episode because we will be talking about some exciting theories of K-pop groups and also the upcoming comebacks. You know, it's going to be yes, exciting. it's going to be so interesting. There's just so much to look forward to, and don't forget to visit our Instagram, Namaste Hallyu Studio, and let us know which comeback are you anticipating the most. So until next time, Namaste your way to Hallyu. Bye bye, Anya.